This is Generation Green's Wildflower Project, the podcast that starts conversations to create connections on this journey we're all doing called life. Together, we can grow through what we go through and bloom in spite of it all. So let's be like wildflowers and see where the wind blows us. Hello and welcome back to Generation Green's Wildflower Project. I'm Sherry Sobey, the host of this podcast and the owner of Generation Green and Acorn Cafe. I thought I should maybe take a moment before we continue on with the next series of interviews that I have done and recorded, but uh, well, like I said, want to put this one in there a bit, just to um, maybe tell you a little bit more about this project, about who I am, how this all came to be, and what you can expect going forward. First of all, let me apologize a little bit for sounding somewhat of a like stuffy here. I've got a, a little bit of a, a head cold, it seems. And so first, let me uh, maybe talk a bit about how this all started. So it was about maybe 10, 11 years ago that I guess you could say my life caught up to me, or rather the effects of my life caught up to me, and I was faced with a health scare. Without going into too much detail at this time, what I noticed that I immediately went to a place of action instead of fear. And I realized that is typically how I respond to things. So long story short, I dealt with the health issue I was having and I set kind of out then to recover and move on. And recovering from what was a complete hysterectomy really was longer than I anticipated and a little bit harder than I thought it would be as well. But I was anxious to get back on with my life because I realized right then when I was kind of held up in bed, what have you, just how important my health was in order to enjoy things like my young children and the other things, of course, that I like doing all the time. And so I made a decision right then to try my best and put my health first. Well, I remember after I set that intention, I decided I was really going to look at the areas of my life that needed some tweaking, some educating, and some commitment. So I decided I was going to focus on a prevention approach, and I began looking at what I was putting on my body. So this was my step one. So I remember the day perfectly. I'm standing in the drugstore, and I have this database. Um, It's called the Environmental Working Group Skin Deep Database open on my phone and I start punching in products, looking to see what's my bait, like the best alternative here. What's going to be the safest alternative? Now, I'll mention first off though, that this database is very literal. It's very black and white. There's no gray areas. And sometimes it can fluctuate based on what is making news. So you do need to do a little um, more of your own research, but it is a good guide for starting out. So what this database does is it basically rates products and their ingredients or just the ingredients on their own by the known hazards, the carcinogens, the overall toxicity. And while I'm standing there at this moment, I'm realizing, like I really realized, like a big smack realized that the cosmetic industry was one ginormous money-making industry that was governed by secret ingredients and these ingredients with known carcinogens that were being allowed into our products. 
I realized at this moment, you need to be your own healthcare advocate and you need to really start checking things out. So when I started um, doing a little bit more Googling even about, you know, how cosmetics are regulated, who says it's okay to put a little bit of this like formaldehyde in a product? We already know what formaldehyde does. I don't want that in my skincare and I don't care if you're saying that that's a safe amount. So I guess all of these um, cosmetics, they kind of go under this regulation. They have a list, a hot list of ingredients that you can't put in or a, a measurable amount that you are allowed, allowed in. And this is all regulated by the uh, Food and Drug Act. And it's really just vague information on it. And I want to actually talk to some skin care developers that I know and what they know as far as the process goes. Because I'm, I'm curious to know what happens when you create a product. Is it just taken as, you know, your word and because of the fact that you're allowed to have some secret ingredients you know is it all just supposed to be that these people that are making products should be trusted do they have to actually send in the product and it's tested I'm kind of doubting that I think it is more reliant on the list of ingredients but regardless the fact that the the small amounts are allowed in a product you know and that they think it's safe Who's doing the the study on all of the products I might be using as a woman? I am probably, oh, I don't know how many different things I'm using in the morning here. But I was like, well, what happens if it's a little bit in this one, a little bit in that one? And what are they doing collectively when they enter into my body? And being that our skin is our largest organ, we can expect that a lot of that is being absorbed directly into our bloodstreams and is really going to affect things like our hormones, for one, because so many of them are hormone um, disruptors, which is really something to be concerned about with our, our, our young kids that are using these products. So I decided at that time that I, I just couldn't trust any of this. And I needed to find some, some local makers that could be really forthcoming and educate me a little bit more along the way. So that's what I set out to do. And that is kind of like how my Generation Green snowball started. Because what's the next thing that happens when you find something that's fabulous, right? So I'm finding this great product. Well, then you start sharing it. You start telling people about it. And so I'm telling people and I'm trying to say, oh gosh, like be careful of that. Look at what's in there. I'm trying to teach people this too. But not everybody was at the same place I was and maybe the the information wasn't uh, wasn't so accepted or welcomed or what have you. So it was then that I decided because I genuinely care about people and I thought, okay, I, I need, if I'm having a difficult time finding the things that I'm needing, then I'm sure there's other people that are too. And so maybe I could help those that wanted to. And there we go. There's my generation green. And it just continually grew from there. Because from after my body, I started looking at what I was putting in my home. What was I cleaning my house with? The simple things that we take for granted like that. So again, there's my my second kind of building block here in towards being my own health advocate. And of course, the last part is what I was putting in my body. And then we decided we were going to add on to Generation Green and educate a little bit more about that. And as we are learning, and so our Acorn Cafe 
came about. So now I've got my, my three building blocks here, what I'm putting in, on, and around my body. And I'm meeting, though, all kinds of people that have so much information. And I, I wanted more time to really connect with them and really get to know more because I'm like this sponge that was just soaking up stuff and was on this mission to be able to live my life the best way I could for as long as I could. That was probably my big goal. Now, let's fast forward these 10 years now. Um, so I've had Generation Green uh, for six years now, and I have had the cafe for a year. And again, constantly learning, constantly growing. And every year I kind of like to set an intention. And so for 2019, my intention was about connecting more because like I said, I really felt the need to just didn't really have the time. So running, you know, with running this business and having my family. And so I thought, what is a way that I can learn? I kind of joke sometimes and say my business is very self-serving. As much as I really do care about people, I I start, it starts by what I'm needing and, or what one of my staff is needing or my, one of my customers. And and that's how it kind of keeps progressing. So, and I'll, I'll just also add here, I was never in sales, so I'm not a good salesperson and I most certainly could never um, stand behind a product or something I have in my store unless I could believe in it, unless I could wholeheartedly tell you my thoughts and my opinions on it. And trust me when I say it wouldn't be in there if it was not good or performing because there's so many wonderful products that I found that I would love to have them all, but I don't have the room for them. So I'm not needing to just stuff my shelves because they are available. And so many of them are available right here in Manitoba. Now, if I can't find it in Manitoba, I definitely am looking Canadian. But again, I digress here. So we get back to now where I'm at for 2019 and wanting to fulfill my intention. And I want to start it out right. So when I was, as you probably heard in the last uh, podcast, when I attended the um, TEDx in the exchange, and I really do believe what I said there about like ideas are all around us. They're ready for the taking if you want to own it. And definitely when you put yourself in situations where that, I guess that vibration or that intention is there and everybody's there with, you know, the same, I think you're just attracting more of that positivity. And so I think the seed got planted there for this wildflower project because the TEDx and the exchange was all about starting movements and about making change and and being change and how every single one of us has that opportunity um, if we desire. And I desired it. I wanted to connect more. I'd always had a problem being disconnected in life. In relationships, I was a little bit more standoffish, perhaps. Um, You know, I kind of grew up moving around a lot, so didn't really establish roots. And I saw now the effects of that, you know, like without even realizing it or not doing it on purpose, obviously. I I just really wasn't good at connecting. And so that is really um, a huge part of this. Um, I'm, I'm great, I'm friendly, and I can talk to people no problem. But, you know, about building really good, um, healthy, strong relationships is something I wanted to work on. And, and so many other things that I still need to improve on in order to, you know, be able to live my, my 
really best life, I suppose. And so now, you know, when I when I start looking at all the different areas and all the different parts of ourselves that need maybe a little fine tuning, a little tweaking, because one of the things that I just discovered, and now we're going to get back to my head cold here, and how easily there's a whole whack of us that can get sick easy. And it wasn't until somebody, you know, pointed out to me, like, I've suffered from chronic migraines since I was a teenager. And I have not only did I have to have that hysterectomy, but then it was my gallbladder. Then it was my appendix. Uh, Before all that was my tonsils. And I seem to just, especially in the last 10 years, have progressively gotten worse. You know, I have inflammation. I have um, like pain in my body where, you know, the doctors are going to say it's fibromyalgia because it can't really be, I guess, diagnosed as something else or when they don't know what to diagnose it as. So I started digging around about this because it's concerning to me. It's like I'm trying to live a really healthy life. I feel like I'm doing all these things that are positive, but why am I not really reaping the benefits of it, I suppose? So one of the things that I started to look at was about adversity and about stress and the effects that has long-term on your body. And for me specifically, and you know, I can get more into detail about this later, but it was in this last year where I really started to um, look at those things that maybe happened in the past and how they kind of catch up with you. And especially the stress part of things. And um, having been um, a child that came from an adverse kind of situation, I guess you could say, well, I guess you really can say it. Um, the, these childhood adversities that were faced, and it's actually has a name for it, that they've done a whole bunch of studies on. And I've just started getting into this book here now called Childhood Disrupted. And it's uh, by Donna Jackson. I don't know if I'm going to say this right, but Nakazawa. And it is how your biography becomes your biology and how you can heal. And it's kind of like a breakthrough where it says if you have survived childhood trauma, and it can be from various degrees, right? It could be, I mean, I'm sure every one of us can tick one of the boxes. And they actually do have this little test you can take about these adverse childhood experiences. And it's this whole study they did. And so they abbreviated, call it ACE. So the ACE kind of test, you would check off a point for every one of these situations they present. And I'm sure they could add more to them. And from that list, you can expect that you're going to have some long-term health issues because of it. And the reason why they say this is that on a biochemical level, what happens to us like when we are, say, you know, you're surviving, um, you know, divorce or death in the family or being bullied or abuse or mental illness or so many different things. What happens is you basically now have a, a situation where you are constantly triggering your stress, your that fight flight area of your brain, and it's releasing 
these chemicals that your body responds to, right? So like we know when you're scared, you react physically to that. But then you recover from that once you realize, okay, no, it's nothing to be afraid of. I'm okay. So now the problem is though, is when you repeatedly hit that button and those chemicals are released into your body, you start filling up this bucket basically is what they say and kind of makes sense. So then when you get into adulthood, your bucket's like half full. And I know I'm not saying this all to give it justice here because once like I'm, I'm like basically in chapter two um, of this book and I really want to continue on and tell you what I learned. But, you know, they say your bucket's kind of half full and you need to realize then that so the bucket being your life is like your your life bucket is only got half the room left. So now we start adding in day-to-day stresses as an adult and we start filling that up fast. And then before you know it, it's kind of overflowing. And then we start seeing the effects. We got inflammation. We've got constant headaches and constant colds or your immunity is just so battered, basically. But the other big thing is, is that these things are are also linked to diseases, including cancer, lung disease, diabetes, ulcers, irritable bowel bowel syndrome is a big one, especially for women. Um, Apparently, like more than half of women suffering from irritable bowel syndrome uh, can report a childhood trauma. And, you know, I really wish like in my proactive kind of um, research here, that I had experienced that with my my doctor. I'm going in for all these things. So why is it that they're not looking at more of my family history other than, oh, is cancer or is heart attacks or this kind of stuff in your in your family? Instead, like why aren't they asking those other questions to see how much adversity we've had to deal with and how that can affect us? So now my plan at 53 is to actually I'm not even 53 I always go a year older before I'm even there Uh, I got another couple months left so I'm 52 so for 53 it's gonna be really good Um, because now I'm like okay I need to like nip this in the butt and I need to backtrack here so what are the things is there is there like a a way to do that is there a way to fix the damage that's been done and the good news is there is and It's actually, I think, one of the reasons why a lot of people kind of can get through these adverse situations better or with less damage or with less of the effects because they're already doing some of these cures that kind of help balance that. So some of those things are obviously going to be diet, sleep, exercise, and then even better things, yoga meditation, just practicing a more holistic lifestyle where you're outside in the fresh air. Um, Maybe you're practicing earthing, you know, take off your shoes. And I think we talked about that with, um, with uh, Joseph Ransath and about his, his need to be barefoot and feel that connected. And so now we're going back to this whole thing about being connected too. And you know, I think it's so, so important that we start doing more of that. We need to be disconnecting from these screens. We need to be more like in tune with what 
we're reacting to physically because every reaction we're having physically is the result of something that's going on and we need to be trusting our instincts and we need to be really being more proactive and aggressive in our in our life and what we're doing to make it the best that we can and if that's what your desire is that's mine I want to be living my best life my healthiest life and I want to be enjoying every part of it because there's so much to enjoy and there's so many things I feel like I still want to do and that I can only do those things if I'm you know feeling my best for sure so um, the other really big one that I learned for my own self that I think was what saved me through my whole adversity, my childhood adversity, because when I looked at my score, uh, they kind of rated out of 10. But like I said, I think you could add more into it. But just out of the 10, I'm a nine. So a nine score is pretty, pretty drastic health issues. And not to mention, you know, probably having heart disease so much earlier. And because that's, I mean, obviously, a big one for women. But I think because I was already doing these things that kind of could counteract the stress that I was faced with through art. And since I was a young child, I mean, I would love to color. I would love to doodle. And it just progressed and became um, such an outlet for me, like a form of meditation. I was so grounded in the moment and so without any other stress, like no other thoughts entering my mind, I was just able to release it all. And I really see that as the reason why I'm able to function at the level I am. Um, Because, you know, through the adverse situations that we deal with, those stressful situations that we deal with, um, they really can knock us down and we can really reap those uh, those issues uh, easily because of it. So my mission here now with this Wildflower Project is to enlighten people and to um, bring forth the wonderful, amazing, talented people that are offering holistic type services that you might want to try that you didn't even know existed and just introduce them. And and it's like, if you don't try, you never know. I would much rather exhaust all of my natural resources before I would be looking at a prescription, um, before I would be accepting a diagnosis. Because I am definitely that type of person. If I'm faced with an issue, it's like, let's find a solution. And I'm excited to, to start this project and to bring it to the point that I envision. And so obviously the first part is this podcast because it's all about starting the conversation. There's a lot of things we need to really keep talking about to reduce stigma on. Um, I want to do that too. I want us to be uh, a place um, because this will be a physical place uh, as well. I want it to be a place that is encompassing of so many things, but also so accepting and so loving and so safe. Those are definitely the the outline of the the physical space. And like I said, I I'm open to people enlightening me with perhaps 
other people in living in Winnipeg that I don't know that offer amazing things. Um, I want to hear from all of them. I want to introduce them. I want to talk to them. And I want you, import, like most importantly, to, to hear what they have to say and what they have to offer because it might be just what you're needing and what you're looking for. So I'm really excited for the next interview and for you to hear from this person. It's um, somebody that uh, I have long admired and have followed from a distance and um, was very moved by uh, a simple act a simple act that she did. And I want to tell you all about that, but you're going to have to stay tuned for it. Um, I'm not even going to tell you who it is yet. You're going to have to follow along. You can follow us on our uh, Instagram. That's where we're going to be posting um, who's up next and what's up next, what's happening. So follow us on our Instagram at Wildflower Project. Um, You can also find the link from our blog, Generation Greens blog, where we'll be posting the the podcast episodes, as well as the follow-up workshops that we're going to be offering. I think we mentioned that back in episode one. From these podcasts, our hope is to be able to invite you to come and talk more with the experts that we're finding and and have some of maybe the questions you need answered. But a lot of them will be a workshop type setting where it would uh, be hands-on, interactive, and of course, most importantly, a place of acceptance and understanding and and, and not judgment. So that would be the next uh, part of this. Like we've already always done um, some workshops, but these are going to be a little bit more in-depth and a little bit more uh, hopefully to, to help people on their journeys here. Because like, as I mentioned, we're, we're all doing life, we're all doing it. And it would be so great to do it together. So let's just connect and let's grow together as a community. So until the next podcast, I hope you guys are all doing well and living your best lives. Until next, keep growing, keep blooming, and be happy. Bye.